if I need to study my program now, it's too late. It's too late. You have to do it before. You have to do it before knowing that once I'm here, I'm 24 hours available for this organization, whatever might come up. That's Dmitry Sitkovetsky, music director of the Greensboro Symphony Orchestra in Greensboro, North Carolina. He's also a violinist and guest conductor who performs with orchestras all over the world. When I sat down to talk with him, he had just flown into town from performances in Europe and was busy running rehearsals and holding meetings leading up to the GSO's concert that weekend. I think music director has to have that kind of life. I like the fact that I could come in and pack uh, things in one week and make a lot of progress rather than just do it steadily because, you know, I have a parallel life as a performing violinist and also a guest conductor elsewhere in the world. I mean, there's a lot of things that has nothing to do with Greensboro in a way, but they're all going on, you know, in emails and telephone conversations and Skype sessions and so forth. That's my sort of uh, life when I'm not here, but it doesn't stop when I'm here. So all of that makes a very intense, but very interesting. My life is never boring. This is Artists at Work. Stories from people who make the arts their business. I'm Thomas Breeden. As a performer, conductor, and administrator, Dmitry Sitkovetsky, or Dima, as he's known to his friends and colleagues, has a variety of distinct responsibilities. His many jobs mean that he needs to be just as comfortable dissecting and communicating a complex score of orchestral music as he is making decisions about stage layout and lighting or making personnel decisions about which players the GSO will contract for the next performance or season. The orchestra is a group of people, whether it's, you know, a group of 10, 20, or 50, or 100. It's a living organism that, that is... Um, Depending on how good the players are, you can have uh, already, you can hope for success before you start the first minute of the rehearsal. Because if the ingredients are right, you will have a great meal. You will have much better, better choice. If the ingredients are wrong, it's very difficult to expect really first-class results. So you, it's very, very important. Then, you know, as a as a performing musician, as a, as a violinist, or a running, or for instance, chamber music series here, which I have done for more than 10 years, stage uh, setup, stage hands are extremely important uh, because that they contribute to the success or they can actually disrupt the flow by, you know, setting up the stage wrong. Everything matters. You know, every microphone, the lighting, uh, the temperature of the hall could be too hot, too cold. All of that affects the performance. But one of the most critical pieces of his work is his relationship with his musical colleagues. And being a musician who works on both sides of the Atlantic, he sees two very different worlds when it comes to the leadership and cultures of top European and American orchestras. Today, I see a lot of music directors in America, and especially American-born, American-raised music directors, being quite different than European ones. The difference is, I mean, the positive side, that they're much more involved 
with the community, they're much more open, they're much more approachable. You know, they can interact with their musicians, they're involved in their lives, they're involved in their, you know, they're also very much involved with the sponsors and with the, you know, leaders of the community because that's the livelihood of uh, their, to, their organization depends on all that private funding. In Europe, it's very different because in Europe, for instance, I was, just to give you an example, I, I'd never met uh, the music director, let's say, of the Stockholm Opera, it's a big position, and he, he comes from Holland, and I didn't know him. And I was performing in Stockholm with his principal cellist. And of course, I always go out with my musicians. For me, it's always been, you know, they're my colleagues. And when she wanted to invite him to one of the dinners we were having, meals, and he was so excited and yet nervous about it because in all the years, three or four years he's been there, he never went out with an orchestral member. What a strange line. What a strange line. On the other hand, uh, European music directors really are spared because here, it I mean, it's just taken for granted that, oh, yeah, you come out and you just do your symphony. But, I mean, the important thing is to greet and meet and talk and, you know, and do this reception and do that. That is not necessarily a good thing that's on this side because it is a very special uh, time to be on stage and you need quiet period Dep depends on, on your personality depends on your experience you know I live on stage that's my domain I feel very comfortable on stage but not everybody's like that some people need more time some most soloists will not talk uh, before they play they wouldn't dream of it and it's a normal thing I also don't like to talk before I have to play, but sometimes you have to as a music director. Afterwards, I can talk. But, you know, here you don't always have that. So as a result, as I can see from my colleagues, and some of the most successful music directors, American music directors, sometimes become really... Uh, more like executive directors who also conduct. And that reflects in their work, unfortunately, that they don't spend a hell of a lot of time uh, studying scores and thinking about music. That's a little bit of afterthought. The time that Sitkovetsky spends studying his scores is what enables him to bring his best effort to Greensboro when he's in town for a concert. He can go straight from a symphony board meeting to a donor meet and greet to the podium and still focus on producing the details of the music that create magic on stage. This is especially important after all of the effort that it takes to get an audience into a concert hall today. It's very important to get the audience into the hall, which becomes more and more difficult, as we know. Because people listen to music, but they listen in the car, they listen on their iPhones, iPads, whatever, you know, they listen at home while they do something else or while they relax. But it's very difficult to make them actually adjust their dinner plans, arrange their parking, mm -hmm. you know, so they make this effort 
which is a big thing. And a lot of efforts and studies and, you know, go into this point just to get you to, so you buy the tickets and you're there. And they do care about the venue, which is important. So they care about the public comfort. Everything before actually that miraculous at its best time begins. But once that begins and what it takes for it to be something special, that's the efforts that are not being done. Let's just assume every concert is going to be. No, not at all. There's so much routine concerts. There's so many boring performances. There's so much recycling that's going on in the world of music. That's what's that's what turning the, the the public away at the end. So you got them into the seats, and then, and then they hear something they could hear just as well or better on uh, you know on the recordings of the best uh, orchestras in the world. So what's the point? You know, the point is that that live music better be something so special that they will forget about. It. They will listen to their recordings when they get to remind of certain pieces, but they would want that chemistry. They would want that magic. And that is my job. Thanks for listening to Artists at Work, a podcast from Artstitution. This episode was written and produced by me, Thomas Breeden, with special thanks to my guest, Dmitry Sitkovetsky, and the staff of the Greensboro Symphony Orchestra. Let us know what you thought of this episode by rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, and by sharing the episode with that one friend of yours who absolutely adores orchestral music. They might just be the next Dmitry Sikovetsky. You can connect with us on social media at Artstitution. That's A-R-T-S-T-I-T-U-T-I-O-N. We're dedicated to building the arts through storytelling. Learn more at Artstitution.org.